I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, bat wheels. It's here. Yes, this Monday, October 17th, 9 a.m., Cartoon Network, Cartoonito, and the next day, Tuesday, October 18th on HBO Max. Joining me, co-EP Michael G. Stern and supervising producer Simon Smith. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A, guys. Thank you very much for having us. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being here. This show is really fun, guys. And Michael, let me start with you. As you were getting underway with this, what is the earliest memory you could think of involving Batman? My earliest memory as a kid? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My earliest memory, I grew up with, of course, the Adam West 1966 show in reruns. So my earliest memory is tying a bath towel around my neck and running around going, Zam Pow! Wow. That is great. Simon, what about you? Uh, same thing, the, the, the 66 show. And um, instead of doing a towel, we would stay, take our school shirt. In England, we had to wear school uniforms and just do the top button up and then take your hands out of your sleeves. And that was our back cape. It was our school shirt and then run around. And I actually had a bamboo, 1970s bamboo, well, the 60s um, banister, just like a bat pole. And so we'd, I'd leap up that and then eventually I broke it. And my mom and dad weren't very happy. <laughs> but it's it's amazing that batman can inspire kids of all ages from such a very young age and now here we are with bat wheels and as one of the characters mentions in in one of the episodes of this the batmobile is the original radical ride so simon as you were making this show did you really think about the impact that the batmobile has had for generations a- absolutely i mean it's been an influential vehicle in, in so many different ways in, in cinema and tv and so it was a, it's a pretty big responsibility to make sure we got it right for our audience, for our preschool audience and upwards for the whole family. So it was very exciting to be involved in playing in Gotham and playing with Batman and then, you know, finally figuring out, OK, what's what's this character going to be? What's he going to look like? How's he going to feel? Mm. And, and Michael, tell me about uh, balancing the style and the functionality of these very cool bat wheels. Yeah, I mean, I think it really comes down to the fact that they're also characters. So really, you know, Simon had a big design challenge where they, when Batman drives them, they have to be just those cool vehicles. It's the Batmobile and it has to look and be cool like that. But when Batman is not there and they're in the Batcave with each other and they come alive as characters, they have to be, they have to sing as characters with their uh, expressive eyes and faces Mm -hmm. and all that stuff has to work just as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was the biggest challenge is how do you make a really cool Batmobile that he can get inside of and drive as he uses a functional cool Batmobile and at the same time be a lovable character you want to fall in love with. And we sort of had a pendulum swinging between, there's two words we use for design, legitimacy and fun. You want to make it a really valid, legitimate Batmobile, but a really fun, lovely character to look at and an experience as a character. And so those are the two things we're going backwards and forwards a bit. So the front of the car is kind of um, neutral in a way because it doesn't insinuate any emotion because the screens and the grill does the emotional part. But the back, you have the bat symbol and it's a, it's a kick-ass rear end in terms of you can anywhere you look from any angle, it's a Batmobile. Yeah, they look great. They are fun characters. And I wanted to ask you guys about the eyes and, and how they glow and the mouths and the movements because it's very cool to watch those movements as they're going around Gotham City. Yeah, I mean, we, we took a... Um, an interesting approach in terms of the, we knew they're going to have digital screens. They're hybrid vehicles. 
Um, but we wanted to make sure that the, for the for the four-year-olds, the four-year-olds upward audience, the preschool audience, there was an accessibility and familiarity with them. And so we animated the eyes and mouth on twos every second frame. And then the CG cars would be rendered on ones, 24 frames per second. And the 2D animation on twos gives that familiar sort of 2D cartoon feel. And so it's really much more familiar feeling to uh, the kids watching. And that helps you access the character that Michael's brilliantly written. Nice, nice. Michael, what were the goals with the Bat Cave? We see the characters going around and, and the designs of that and, and the functionality of that as well. Well, I think it reflects the larger philosophy that we had with Bat Wheels, which was, A, keep it cool. So mm-hmm. even though it's for kids, don't dumb it down. Don't make a kidified version. Make a cool Bat Cave. And B, provide a home. Because when you do a preschool show, a home is is extremely necessary. And it's the, it's the comfort zone, the comfort object for these characters. They each have their own little garages, their rooms. There are different areas of the Bat Cave. We tried to make it so that they could have conversations. Um, they can drive and talk with each other. There's more ramps and tunnels and different things to explore. So it's a little more vehicle leaning of a bat cave. But bottom line, it still has to be cool. It is. It is cool. I like the ramps. I like the feel of it. And also interesting that Bat Wheels is, I think, a rare animated series to primarily take place at night. So, Simon, were you thinking about that a lot as you were making this show of, wow, we have to figure out the colors and the lighting and make sure everybody can see everything and and have cool activity at night? Uh, Of course. I mean, um, because we have lots of other... Uh, DC bat universes with Batman and they're pretty dark <laughs> and they're, they're called the dark night in places. And so we had to make sure that it wasn't going to be intimidating or too intense for the little ones. And so we were thinking, okay, where's the safe place that families go at night that they really enjoy. And it's like theme parks. And that was the decision made. So, okay, let's like Gotham, like a theme park because everybody loves theme parks and they all feel safe and it's going to be fantastic fun. And so you're hitting the fun word. And so that's what we did. We built Gotham around the color palettes of a theme park to make it as bright and colorful as possible, but still be a super cool Gotham to drive around in. That is so smart. I love that. Bat Wheels premieres this Monday on Cartoon Network and Tuesday on HBO Max. I've got Michael and Simon here with me on the LCJ Q&A podcast. So our Batman for Bat Wheels is Ethan Hawke. Yes. He's great. Is, is he your new favorite Batman? Of course. Without doubt. Is there any Without other? Without doubt. He's doing such a fabulous job. You know, he's amazing. He brought something to it that we didn't even realize, you know, that basically we, the, our approach to Batman was to keep him cool, just like the Batcave we were talking about. And he brought something, but we wanted to find the humor. So instead of making fun of Batman, which we never do, we never cross no. that line. We sort of laugh with him. What Ethan brought was this sort of exhausted dad energy uh, you know, that he's just because he's got these young people to take care of these. He's got Batgirl and Robin or sort of his teen wards. And then he's sort of the father figure to the Batwheels, even though they can't talk directly to each other. So he's always got that little sort of grumble going on that Ethan invented this, this sort of Batman. Like, yeah. A little it's, bit of a grumble. And it's really fun and funny. It's brilliant. He's been brilliant. He's, he, he totally dived into the character and he knew. He was very complimentary of the writing of the show and the tone of the show, and he totally embraced his version of Batman. It's brilliant. Oh, that's great. I wanted to ask you guys about the one-liners because as I watch these episodes, I'm laughing. They're funny one-liners, but at the same time, I think to myself, they have to be some of the most meticulously crafted lines of the series because you want to find that balance, and clearly that's the case. Yeah, I mean, it's look, you're doing this for young kids, so 
you don't want everything to be over their heads, but you know, you want to make sure they're following what's going on and they're laughing with you. But yet on the other hand, you want to make sure that, uh, you know, you're allowing them to aspire them to learn a little bit. You know, you want to give them a little breathing room and keep Batman sort of cool and legit. And the Mm. the way to do that is to, you know, it, it sort of allows young kids to, to see Batman who he really is. Mm. See him actually as his character that uh, rather than, again, rather than a kidified version, the real Batman. Have you guys talked with Ethan at all about whether he would want to uh, wear a suit in real life and become a, a live action Batman if there was a project down the line? I don't think, no, we haven't. We haven't no, talked about No, but I, I, I do know, you know, that there was a story that Ethan um, turned down the role, the live action role once upon a Oh, yeah, that's right. The Val right. Kilmer version. So I know he sort of always had it in the back of his mind that this is something he wanted to do. Maybe he was just waiting for something that felt right. And I think, you know, he sort of got what we were doing right from the start and it just all clicked. Wow. Isn't that amazing? You can, you can make dreams come true in that case. And, and you're making, I think, kids' dreams come true and comic book fans with this show because, yes, it is about the bat wheels. It is about these vehicles. But you devote a lot of screen time, especially in the first episode I watched, to Batman and Robin. So it is a legitimate Batman and Robin adventure. So how was it trying to figure out the screen time balance and deciding, all right, we're going to focus on the vehicles. We're also going to make this a legitimate Batman show. It's funny you should say that because in my mind, for those Batman fans out there, I feel like the story of Batwheels could take place in any Batman universe. It's actually a plausible Batman story that the, that the bat cave was under attack and that the, the bat computer would take her advanced AI and use it to bring the bat vehicles to life. It's not necessarily something for kids. It could actually work as a legit Batman story. And I think that was in our heads all along. You know, as for the balance, we really had to play around with that because, you know, there were worries early on. Um, if kids see Batman on the show, are they going to care about the vehicles? Are they just going to want to follow Batman and know what he's up to? And to our great relief, it was up to us to create really compelling characters out right. of the Batwheels. And we managed to pull it off. <laughs> And, you know, all the testing we did showed that the kids love the Batwheels just as much as Batman. So we found that balance by letting the stories be about the Batwheels, but let, you know, still letting Batman and, and the other human heroes be a presence. Yeah. You kind of like, you got two shows in one, really. You've got the Batman and the Bat family, Robin and Batgirl, and the human villains, as well as having the Batwheels and their foes at the same time yes and you do pull that off and and you have the the classic villains come in like the joker it's so cool to see the joker and there are so many fans out there of that character and so many variations do you feel pressure in in wanting to make sure the joker is is satisfying for fans i I think we we just want the joke we're we're, we're batman fans too (laughs) i'm a huge gotham and batman fan so it's not it's it's very easy to tap into like like what you love about gotham and batman and the whole batman universe and go okay and as you're as you're building up these characters and it all stems from the writing and then into the designs it's just like what makes what makes us feel like this is cool and fun at the same time because that's the dilemma all the way is making sure it's cool but fun at the same time and so you just keep going until you're satisfied Right. And and what you guys have done, I think, is so cool that you are going to satisfy people of all ages because there are different 
Batman shows and movies out there, live action and animated. Some are targeted just for kids. Some are targeted just for adults. You have found that balance. And to me, that that has to feel pretty good. How does it honestly feel to you guys that that you're serving everybody with this show? It feels great. I mean, I think I noticed early on that a big tent was possible for this show because, you know, this the show, I think the youngest audiences are really underestimated and people treat them, you know, in a way that doesn't make any sense. They don't allow them to have the experience that you and I have when we go to see a superhero movie or, or show. Uh, and, and I just got to thinking, why? You know, why can't they experience the same thing we all experience? That's how to make them really fall in love with these properties is to do that. And once we did that, once we kept Batman cool and we went ahead and did that, we were, of course, going to try to make sure we had everybody involved. We were going to the entire family, older siblings, mom, dad, Batman fans everywhere. So I think that was the goal right from the start. Yeah, I mean, Mike and I both agreed that we wanted to make sure this is a show that four-year-olds can watch, but it was executed in a way that was cinematic and it felt like you were watching a movie as much as we could. And so if the four-year-old's watching, their older eight-year-old sibling will look over their show and go, wait, what am I, wait a minute, what's that? That looks pretty good. And then while they're watching, the mom or dad comes in and goes, whoa, 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 is that Batman? What's going on there? That looks pretty good. And it's executed in a way that like you wouldn't watch any other type of movie. So that's the goal. It's like a cinematic impression as much as possible that this is a legit Batman universe. I can't wait to watch more episodes. And I've got a four-year-old cousin who will fall in love <laughs> with this for sure. Oh, he's into superheroes and vehicles. So you put them together and you get Batwheels. And it's this Monday. Oh. October the 17th, Cartoon Network on Cartoonito, and also HBO Max on October the 18th. Michael G. Stern, Simon Smith for Bat Wheels. Congrats on this, guys. Really uh, fun show. And thank you so much for being here on the LCJ Q&A. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks Cheers. so much. Appreciate you. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. For all these episodes, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can read these interviews at animationscoop.com. Thanks for listening to the LCJ Q&A.